0: Watch this. (laughs) i the I i Ha, 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 ha. so what about you is this year going to be different we're 24 days in right and I guess that's what it takes to make a habit right to make it a new year is this year going to be different you know, as I think about that myself, remember that when, when you share a message, you get preached to, and boy, I got preached to in stereo. It was, it was really fun. Actually, it was really revealing. You know, i got to tell you, was this year going to be different for me? I don't know. Is it? You know, as I look at this year, and I look at my, being a pastor, and being a father, and being a dad, and, and, and I want this year to be different. I really do. But I'm just not so sure that it is. 24 days in, right? We're surging forward into this new year, right? And we're asking you today, we're challenging you today. Well, is it going to be different this year? Is it going to be better? So I I was speaking with my my wife, and she's saying, Kurt, I don't know if it's going to be a a better year for you because, you know, I have to tell you lately, let let me put this nicely, Kurt. You've been just a little bit crabby lately. That was putting it nicely. She said, Kurt, you're, you're out of sorts just a bit. You, you, you seem on edge. And I got to tell you, I've been losing sleep lately. Maybe you have with all the things going in your life as well. And I've been from like happiness to tears, just kind of up and down and up and down. Oh my goodness, and I, I know that has a lot to do with the people of Haiti, and indeed my heart goes out to people of Haiti today, and we are looking forward to uh, commissioning Linda this morning and uh, other folks that will be sending a team to Haiti. Where we don't know when exactly, but uh, to bring uh, hope and help a, a medical team to go. But you know, I, I think my problem started about 17 days ago. My attitude just got really, well, terrible. You see, 17 t- days ago was my birthday. Yeah. And, and people kept reminding me that, you know what? You're closer to 50 now. I'm thanking you very much. No, you guys, if you thought I was 29 or 30, uh, I'm right. Well, I'm 46, okay? And I'm going, man, well, I get excited about birthdays. Do you guys get excited about your birthday? Raise your hand. Yeah, right, there's some celebration. A lot of people go, no, man, I'm getting older and older, and I don't get too excited any longer. All right. But I'm thinking that's where my problem, my attitude started was on my birthday. And I got up and it was going to be an exciting day. And so we had some gifts early in the morning. Right. And I got a new tie. No, this isn't my new tie, but I love new ties and I especially like bright shirts in case you haven't noticed. So I open the gifts and I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be a good day and we're going to celebrate my birthday on the weekend and I've got to go to work today, right? You can't have off every day, even if it is your birthday, right? So I go to work and I get a text message about 1 o'clock and it says this, are you coming? Okay, I'm coming. And so I go to the staff room right behind you there, the conference room, and there's a bunch of people smiling, waiting for me. Happy birthday, right? And they sang and we had pie and we had ice cream. It was all very, very nice and I'm thankful. But then... The gifts came I'd like to share those gifts with all of you all right <laughs> and, and believe me I don't do things just to be gratuitous there's a point in all this all right? you're, you're, in case you were wondering and so I got these gifts and I go oh man it's a really big bag I'm excited about this gift that I'm getting in this new year and, and, and they're all wrapped up really nicely, and so I start bringing things out, and, and uh, I read the card first of all, and the card was pretty funny. It says, on your birthday, just a note to say, I can't tell you how valuable you are. By the way, there's a picture of a flea market on the front, and it says this. Remember, you're getting old, you've got to have glasses. Hold on, all right, hold on. It says, but the antique road show is coming to town. They'll be able to give you an estimate. Uh. Thank you very much, my friends and family and staff. And so I started opening up the gifts, and I'm thinking, oh, funny, funny. And the first thing I pull out, well, I got some daily multivitamins. Somebody's trying to tell me something. You know, last time I took vitamins, Fred Flintstone was on the front. Ah, All right, so I guess for the bones, right, and everything. So I open the vitamins and think, okay, I see where this is going. And so then I open another gift. And I pull it out, and it's a tube of stuff, and I go, oh, hand cream. (laughs) No, actually, it says this. Whoops, upside down. It says, beautifying skin care anti-wrinkle cream with age-defying alpha hydroxy. I'm thinking, thank you very much. You know, I still look young, don't I? See those baby cheeks? You can't see the crow. I look kind of cute, don't I? All right, no comments. All right. And so then I opened a few more gifts that I'm not going to share with you because we have time to go here. And so I was blessed then with some hair dye. At least it wasn't purple, right? <laughs> I was the bad earlier this year and I had to dye my hair purple because the Packers lost. All right. But I don't have enough hair anyway to dye all right, so then I get to the last gift, right? And, and uh, there's a few gifts in between. And I'm thinking, okay, this is the real gift, right? This is the one that's going to encourage me for the rest of the year. That, that really great birthday gift. <laughs> all right, and then so I got, I'm going to pull these out really quick. You take a look, I'm putting back in. This is pretty embarrassing, you guys. You ready, here we go. I got some of, some of these. See it, good, all right. Let's just say if you didn't catch that, when you got to go, some things are pretty dependable. Alright. So, I, I'm having a new year, and, and I'm trying to have a great birthday. It was really a fun birthday. But, but then I was looking forward to the rest of the week. We're still going to celebrate, and the Packers are playing. Right? I'm a big Packer fan, in case you didn't know. And so they're playing and uh, by the week before, they just slaughtered the Cardinals and they're going back to Arizona and they could do that again, right? Uh, Wrong, they lost. But if you watch that game, it was probably the highest scoring game in history. The Packers lost in overtime 51 to 46. It was an amazing game, not a lot of defense. So I'm going, I'm sad now, right? It's my birthday, I'm a year older, closer to 50. My team's out of the playoffs. Of course, you Lion fans don't even know what that's about, do you? Oh, just kidding. (laughs) Until Tuesday morning, I'm thinking, okay, I'll I'll get over this. I get this note from a dear friend, all right? And and the card, and it looks like, oh, somebody forgot my birthday. They're sending me a late card. And on the front, it says Pastor Kurt, but there's not a smiley face. There's a sad face with tears on it, and it reads like this. And Steve, love you, brother, all right? It reads like this. There's really no special reason to send this greeting your way. Just wanted to let you know you're in my thoughts today. Kurt? I can't imagine what you went through on Sunday's game. All the pain, all the agony, all the sorrow. And he says, "At least the pack got beat by a godly man in Kurt Warner, your brother in Christ, Steve." Thank you very much, Steve. (laughs) So I start on a new year. My wife says I'm a little bit crabby. You know, at least I haven't seen the gauge on my car say empty recently. Uh, And if you know, as you heard a previous sermon. And, and I'm looking at this year, and I'm kind of whiny and complainy, and I'm wondering to myself, what, what am I doing? Dear friends, there's one question that you and I need to answer today, and, and I know that was a little bit much, but it was for a reason, and the question is this. The question is, who are you living for anyway? Really? Who are you living for? Are you living for yourself and it's all about you and the things that go on in your life and your team and this and that and your job and your school and your, your, your. Let's transfer that word. My, 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 my. Who are you really living for? I think it's a question we need to ask ourselves today because when we're focused on ourselves, that brand new life that we've been talking about. By the way, God desires that each and every one of us do have a brand new life. And that brand new, amazing life can start for you today if it hasn't started already. But it only can start when you can answer rightly to who you're living for, dear brother or dear sister. Really, who are you living for? You know, we need to take a look in God's Word to see what indeed He would say about that. Turn with me in your Bibles, if you would, to 2 Cor- 2nd Corinthians, 2nd Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. And there's one key verse we're looking at. And I believe in your Bibles, that's on page 818, if you have a pew Bible. Please uh, take out a pew Bible if you didn't bring your own. If you have your own, awesome. And uh, you're invited, by the way, if you don't have a Bible, to uh, take that pew Bible home with you today. 2 Corinthians, the 8th book of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 and 2 Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 15. Indeed, the people of Corinth had become pretty concerned about themselves. Concerned about making themselves happy, right? Concerned about pleasing themselves, worrying about every day and the things that are going on. And then Paul God speaking through Paul speaks these words to him. And let's uh, take a look at verses 14 and 15. Our key verse, though, is 15, and it says this For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, this is our key verse, and he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves but for him who died for them and was raised again. You know what, that's such an important verse. Can we read it together? If you have an NIV or whatever translation you have, let's read verse 15 together, nice and slow. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. First thing that I need to remind every one of us, especially me, Uh, at the beginning of this new year is the very first part of that verse. What does it say again? And He died for all. And He died for all. And He died for all, though, for a specific purpose, a specific reason. But I'd be remiss, though, if we missed the Gospel right there to know to your friends that in this first 24 days of this year, if you've had a bad attitude, if you've been grouching at your wife, yelling at your kids, not treating other people like you're supposed to, not speaking well to your parents, kids, or whatever your sin is, Jesus died for those sins too. And you are forgiven. And those sins are no more. And what an awesome way to start a new year knowing that that I am forgiven, that you are forgiven, not of any of our own doing, right? It's not of anything we've done, right? Or we deserve, as we sang a moment ago, but it's all because of what God has done because of His grace to us. And that's an amazing thing, a thing that we can't thank God more for ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you that we're such a grace-filled God. We thank Him today for that amazing, amazing grace. You know, when I look at the way I've been living my life recently, it's, it's, all, about, it's all about not trusting God, really. And when you, when you don't trust God, dear friends, when you like to control things, are you a person who likes to control things, who likes to have it all in order, and if it's not, you don't feel very good? Raise your hand. Okay. Some of you are more relaxed and peaceful, and praise God, but there's people, folks like you, because the rest of us would be losing our minds. God forgives those sins too does not he my sins of not trusting him but he's done that for a purpose and that's what we want to take a majority of our message looking at this morning he's done it for a purpose take a look at verse 15 again if you would it says and he died for all why that those who should no longer live for themselves remember the question this morning who are you living for that we should no longer live for themselves, but for Him who died for them and was raised again. And what is God saying to us there? He's saying this. In order to start that brand new life, that life that, that is, fills you up, right, you've got to put all those sins and all those indulgences, even mint ice cream, away and let them die there at the cross. They're dead there at the cross. Do you know that? They're gone. And to live a life then that's, that goes past that, a life that, that no longer lives for you, but lives for Jesus. And what does that look like? You know, the temptation is, is, is this. The temptation is to say, you know what? I'm a Christian, right? And I want to live a better life. Uh-huh. And I want to be a better dad. And I want to be a better mom. And I want to be a better son or daughter. But you know, I don't know, like he said in the video, i can really change to do that but here's the deal you have to remember you're already new brand new now be thankful and live for jesus live for jesus if you take a look in the book of romans would you be with me please turn to the book of romans chapter 6 and paul explains this just this little bit more this this putting aside these these things of the past our own needs our own concerns romans chapter 6 please turn there if you would. And Paul is uh, speaking to the folks there and he's talking about how our life should change, right? How, how it should be different this new year. Knowing that indeed we, ha- we live, right? We, because of Jesus we live. Our lives should be a life lived for Him. Verse 6, Romans 6. This is on page 799. 799. If you're looking at a pew Bible, 799. Verse 6 says this, Paul writes, For we know that our old self was crucified with him, so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin, but because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. And now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him, for we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all, but the life he lives, he lives to God verse 11, God's word to you, God's word to me, and God's word to the people then. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather, offer yourselves to God as those have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of righteousness. Verse 14, the last verse we're going to read, for sin shall not be your master because you are not under the law. That's right, you are not, but under grace. You're under grace, friends. Jesus died, all those things are gone, and you're living in freedom. If you noticed in those verses right there, it said indeed we've been freed. And the old self indeed is crucified with Christ. If you know Jesus Christ, that's your life. But now God asks us, empowers us by His Holy Spirit to live for Him. To live for Him. And indeed there is that power, that strength. Indeed, Jesus' death on the cross gives us strength to face the day. Does it not? But the disconnect happens sometimes. Sometimes people look at us and they say, you call yourself a Christian? Maybe they're thinking who you're living for. Because when you see a Christian person, right, we are to be people who love one another, right? People who never judge one another. People who care about one another. You know, when you look back in the book of Corinthians at that time, there were Christians actually fighting with one another. Can you believe that? I know I'm being a little sarcastic right now. Can you believe that? Oftentimes, people will look at those who live. By the way, that's what that verse says. Those who know Jesus, and they see something's a little bit wrong there. Gandhi said this, and I thought it's an amazing quote, so I'd share it with all of you. And it's a little scathing. All right? He said this. Gandhi, the great peacekeeper from India, uh, several many, 50 plus years ago, he said, I'd become a Christian if it wasn't for the Christians. He also said this. I like your Christ, I don't like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike Christ. If that hurt a little bit, it was supposed to. The question is, who are you living for, dear brother, dear sister? You know, something terrible yet amazing happened, I think it's 12 days now, right? 12 days ago, an earthquake of 7.0 magnitude hit the country of Haiti, the likes of which this earth probably hasn't seen before. And as you've been watching the news, and it's hard to watch the news, that there were, what, several hundred thousands of people who died. People who aren't getting nice burials, right? And and people today who are without food, without water. And by the way, I just want to commend all of you. Last Sunday, praise God, because the faith family Messiah stood up and said, we're going to help. If you read the bulletin, you contributed over $6,000. Praise God. Praise God. And you need to give yourself a round of applause for that. And don't get too excited here. It's at times like this that people you've never met before. How many of you have had the chance to, whether it's financially or by prayers, support the country of Haiti? Raise your hands. Amen. Thank God. Thank you. It's at times like this when indeed God makes Himself known. Makes Himself known, and yes, the earth shakes, right? And He makes Himself known and says, I am the mighty God. That people all of a sudden, you and I stopped for a moment, didn't we? You stopped for a moment and said, you know what? Life isn't about me. I need to help some people across the oceans. Right? Well, why, dear friends, does it take such a disaster in Haiti? Did you know before that that they are the poorest country in the world and there has been hurricane after hurricane? Why does it take something like a disaster to get us to wake up and to be the Christians God's called us to be? Amen? Amen. It's hard to say amen to that, isn't it? The question today, and it's a little scathing, I know you're hearing it, who are you living for anyway? Jesus came and died for our sins. He died for all. It's an amazing message. And he says, you know, simply do this. Live for me who died for you and rose again. And stop being so whiny and wimpy about the things going on in your life. Kirk, do you trust me anyway? Dear friend, do you trust God anyway? And a dear friend reminded me of that. Do you trust God anyway? We need to relax a little bit. You can trust God. And I started hearing it in stereo from my wife and from other people. And then God knocked me over the head with some amazing words. Turn to Matthew 6. And if you know what's in Matthew 6, well, maybe God will surprise you one more time. Turn to Matthew 6. And I've shared this many times, and sometimes God needs to remind us over and over and over again. Matthew chapter 6, the words of Jesus, verse 28. Verse 28. When we think our life is tough, and God invites us to help other people, He reminds us of these words 28. 6 verse 28, why do you worry about your clothes? See how lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. And if that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and is thrown in the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows you need them. But here's the key. This is how you need to live a new year. You want a brand new life? A life that's not focused on you? A life that is filled with hope and not trouble? When you do this, this is when it happens. He says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And this one's especially for me. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Amen? Amen. Jesus died for all. He died for you. Are you thankful? I know you are. So he says, no longer live as a dead person. Take all those old sins and things of the world. Leave them there. Dump them at the cross. Let God know and all your family members know, which I need to do. Perhaps you need to do that, your friends, and say, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? And know that God does. And he forgives again and again and again and again. Your friends, God's challenging you today. I hope you're challenged a little bit. It'll be a little bit fun. To no longer live for yourself. If you're a student, to, to, to think today that, you know what, you're a, you're a teenager. To, to kind of think like this, you know what? Maybe I don't know everything. And mom and dad do know something in this new year, right? There's a tough one. And parents, to, to remind yourself, you know what? I need to respect my children and listen. And to your dear neighbors and the people at work, you remember Jesus' two commands. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love your faith family as yourself as well. Jesus has died. Jesus has rose again. And all that old stuff, it's gone. And you really do have a brand new life. Now just live it live it for Jesus, and live it for one another. And boy, you will never, ever regret it. This new year, it's really going to be different. And all God's people agree, say, amen.